Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode 52 of the Boomer Bebo podcast, the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. I'm here with my man, Kevin Miller. I'm John Whitson. Kevin is incredibly excited today to celebrate the birthday of the greatest Sooner to ever put on the Crimson and Cream, Baker Mayfield. Kevin, could you be more excited today? First of all, you really think that? Uh, he might not be the greatest, but he's the most favorite. How about that? Okay, y'all seem to y'all love that dude, man. Well, first of all, I will say this. As much as we hate him, he is his, an historically good college quarterback. Um, I, can, best, I, I will admit that. Is he the greatest player to ever play at OU? Uh, he's, hmm, he's the best quarterback to ever play at OU. I think that's pretty undeniable. To finish in the top three of the Heisman, what, four straight years? Something like that? Something crazy? Three. Started for y'all for three years. 15, three 16, years. 17. Um, get you to two playoff appearances. Wins a Heisman. Um. Uh, I don't know that there's a better quarterback. As far as best player, people are probably still going to say Leroy Selman didn't watch him. But statistically and legacy, it probably is Leroy Selman. But for anybody that started watching OU football like I did in the uh, very late 80s, early 90s, all from the early 90s till now, yeah, I mean, I think he's the best. Is Adrian Peterson probably a better player? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes. But – Man, Baker Mayfield was good, man, and he was a lot of fun. And to commemorate, I know what you wanted to do. You wanted to just spend time talking about how much Texas fan loves Baker and all the great memories y'all have. Oh, yeah, great um, memories. But I, was, but I want to bring up the great memories that I have. These are, Kevin Miller, for your enjoyment, the top five Baker Mayfield moments. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it, yeah, you know what I love? Right. I love the uh, bursting enthusiasm that you have for this podcast today. I can see how fired you up are. You are up. You are here on a Friday, and I'm I'm here for it. And I'm just glad that I can bring you this joy. Number five, the number five moment in Baker Mayfield's career, the win against Tennessee in 2015, a 31 to 24 double overtime win came from 17 down. He had two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, a touchdown run in the first overtime on fourth down, and a touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard in second overtime. By the way, that was a Sterling Shepard play that was fantastic. But the legend began in Knoxville, Tennessee. That was a great moment, Kevin. A great moment for Baker Mayfield. It was, yeah. I mean, not a great Tennessee team, but playing in Neyland Stadium, with that atmosphere, yeah, that was an impressive performance by him, especially Butch, coming back. Butch Jones was the coach, and beating Butch Jones was greater than even beating Tennessee. That guy was such a tool bag. I could not stand yeah, him. I don't think anybody liked him. I don't like even like Tom Herman almost, you know. Tennessee fan didn't even like him. He was yeah. terrible. I don't even know what his deal was. Number four. This is from his mm, not quite illustrious professional career, but that's okay. He's coming back. The Cleveland Browns playoff win 
on January 10th, 2021. Kevin, to put this in perspective, this was the first playoff win for the Cleveland Browns since the 1994 season. Bill Belichick was a head coach. Kevin, people want to talk about Baylor, right? Whether he, whether he, uh, whether he did not deserve to be picked number one, whether he's not lived up to his billing as the number one pick, um, whether he's a bust, whatever, whatever you want to describe. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns, who had been winless in the two and a half seasons previous to him. And he takes the same Cleveland Browns team, and it's not like they added some amazing player, right? Their defense was pretty good, but, I mean, there wasn't – Lawrence Taylor wasn't on the other side over there. And, yeah. you know, th- they were a good defense. He had Nick Chubb. They had a good – but Nick Chubb – I mean, Nick Chubb is – I, a top 10 back in the league. I mean, he was a good back, but it's. it's he's a really like, good back. He's a, no, like, no, he wasn't great that game. He wasn't I, great I, that game. I like Nick Chubb. I mean, I, I don't, this is not, I'm not knocking any of these, but it's not like he was just a game manager. He, they needed a quarterback. He was their quarterback and he wins a playoff game on the road, mind you, against the, yeah, the, the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. So whatever you say about that, just please. Please, fans out there, rem- and I'm talking about more about NFL people. The Cleveland Browns were terrible before Baker Mayfield got there, and he turned them into a winning team. They had a winning record. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, number three, um, this is going to touch a lot of people's nerves. Not a lot of people like this game from Oklahoma fans' perspective. Um, it, they see it as the sign of when our defense – finally decided to just quit playing the game altogether and never have we fully recovered. And this was the 2016 Texas Tech Baker versus Mahomes game. The number three moment in a Baker career. Do you remember this game? Oh, how can I forget? I mean, I've never seen worse defense or better offense at the same time. Um, Baker was 27 of 36 for 545 yards, seven touchdowns, and no interceptions. It's a, it's an incredible it's stat line. An absurd stat line. Yeah. That I, I don't even know what the math is on it. That one out of every four passes he th- he completed was a touchdown. There's nothing Tech could have done that day to stop that offense. Now on the other side of the field, Patty Mahomes, fifty-two of. Do you know what this was? You know what his attempts were that game? I do because I'm looking at it. But please tell our listeners. 52 of 88 for 734 yards. Now, he did only have five touchdowns only, and he had an interception. 88 attempts for Patrick Mahomes. He did have two rushing touchdowns, too, Mahomes did. Oh, did he? Okay. I didn't know yeah. Oh, well, my Brady God. Five and two touchdowns. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Yeah. I and, just, and besides that, you know, I don't want to take it away from Baker Mayfield, but Joe Mixon also had 263 yards rushing. And oh. two touchdowns. It was the best game of his career. He also had 114 yards receiving and three touchdowns. It was unbelievable. I mean, the offensive production in that game is unbelievable. Um, but it's still, from an, from an Oklahoma fan perspective, is just a disaster of a game. Because we were so exposed. We were so defeated it just was terrible i look patrick mahomes has gone on to win two super bowls am i right he only two has super two, yeah. two super bowls he's probably the so best far. player in the league 
He's the best player in the league right now, has been for four or five years. Uh, you know, the guy was tremendous, clearly. But at the, at the end of the day, you're still Oklahoma. You're playing defense against Texas Tech. You've got to be able to hold them under, I don't know, whatever it was, 56 points or 61 points or 59. 59 for them, yeah. Yes. I mean, my God in heaven. It's just insane. Here's and, the, stats, the stat line for that game. Oh, my gosh. Individual stats, yeah. Look at Mixon. Look at Mixon. That is just unbelievable, man. Yeah. 263 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 114 yards receiving, and three touchdowns. Look at Westbrook. Yeah, you know, Didi gets forgotten. Didi Westbrook gets forgotten because yeah. that guy was so good. He and, was. Did he win Belenikoff that year? He won a Belenikoff, and he was a finalist in the uh, for Heisman. He was in New York. Um. Yeah. Now, who did who was Mahomes throwing to? I can't hardly see that. Was he throwing to anybody Kiki, that we know? Kiki Kuti, who played in the NFL for a few years. He may still be in the NFL, for all I know. Jonathan Giles was okay, too. So. Yeah, but. I mean, no big-time guys. Yeah, no. You know, he didn't have a Joe Mixon, for sure. You know, or Mark Andrews. Oh. Um. Number two on the list for. All-time great Baker Mayfield moments. 2017 Bedlam, 24-36, 598 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. He was in a duel with um, – um, um, my mind's going blank. I can't ever remember. Was that Mason Rudolph still? Mason Rudolph. It was a really good game. It was a very good game, and it was up and down. This is when Hollywood Brown was introduced to us by Gus Johnson. Great yes. call by Fox. Um, and it was just fantastic. It was a great – for some reason, this up and down game, maybe because we'd already had the, you know, the, the wounds pulled off of us in 2016, that in 2017 we realized we're just going to have to outscore teams if we're going to beat them. But it was just fantastic. Baker was making plays. And that's the thing about Baker is um, he made play. In addition to stat lines, you know, you look at a Landry Jones. He's the easiest person to compare him to in terms of Landry stat for stat could line up with Baker Mayfield. Right? Correct. But it's just yes. – it's Baker came up in moments that Landry Jones never did. Never did. And um, – it just, I don't know. That was a fun game. That was a fun game to watch. It was just up and down. And finally, from 2017. Real quick, real quick. Okay, yeah. on Baker. He had an ability to extend plays, despite not being elusive as, say, Kyler Murray. But I remember, you know, you have him wrapped up, and he'll seem to wiggle free and keep his eyes downfield and make a big play, which is really disheartening to the defense. You know, I think the difference, I think, his he was athletic enough in college to make that happen. Yeah. He was he is not athletic enough to do that in the pros. If that makes yeah. sense, like, that makes perfect sense. He can beat one elite rusher on, on a college team. He can't beat four elite rushers in the NFL. I mean, you, yeah. you know, and and I think that's where he gets in trouble. I um. He gets a lot of balls batted down. I don't know if it's that's his height or if he's picking the wrong windows. Um, but in college, he was absolutely athletic enough that his accuracy and his, um, his confidence 
borderline arrogance was able to carry him um, to the heights that he achieved in college. It, those things are just hurting him in the pros. They really are. He's just not, yeah. he doesn't have that same thing. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see him fill in for Tom Brady. I, it's going to have to be a completely different offense, obviously, because he can't do, he can't do what Brady did. Um, still got Mike Evans though. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a new offense. Like you said, you know, new coordinator. They got rid of um, Byron Leftwich. So, did, Le- did Leftwich end up going to Carolina? I'm not sure, but I know they, they fired him, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, they fired him. I wonder but, uh, if – do you think Brady was the one keeping him on? Do you think Brady just liked Leftwich? No, I'm not sure. I know he liked him initially, but I'm not sure what happened there. It seemed to work well the first couple of seasons, but last year, man, it just – this was not right. I think it was the running game. Yeah. I think uh, I think Leonard Fournette um, has reached the end of his usefulness as an NFL back. You know, he was yeah. he was a good back for years and, and and did his job to get them a Super Bowl, but he's he's lost it. Yeah, and the thing about running backs in the NFL, you know how it is, man. You get five or six seasons out of them, and that's considered a good career. You just take too much of a pounding. It's rare to have the guys like the Adrian Peterson to being played 12 years at a high level. Yeah. It's, it's just rare. So to me, if you have a running back and you get six years out of them of good production, I'll take it even with the first round pick. Like, you know, Todd Gurley. Remember Todd Gurley with the Rams? Yep. He had about he's, four outstanding seasons. He's out of the league now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I mean, I don't think they regret picking him in the first round. He was outstanding for them. Um, no, and I think the Cowboys probably made the right pick with like an Ezekiel Elliott. Correct. But the the problem that the Cowboys do, and we're getting a little off topic here, but that's okay. The problem that the Cowboys do is is that they then sign him to a big contract. That's where you that's where you mess up. Mm -hmm. It's that and 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 it's the second and especially the third contract. It's it's like, what are you doing? Like Yeah. But it's hard because you don't want to lose a player too. So it's it's a Weird, yeah. slippery slope when it comes to running backs. But, yeah, I have no kind of regrets or problems with Ezekiel Elliott's career with the Cowboys as a Cowboys fan. If you look since he came into the league, I think he leads the league in almost every category for running backs. But now they've cut him, though. Now he's at uh, Denver. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, I'm not sure. Did he sign with Denver? I know he's, um, I know the Cowboys did release him. So I think, but again, I think Tony Pollard is going to have a good year. I think that guy's a I think so, too. Yeah. If he's the featured back, I just think he's got a little bit more uh, speed than Zeke Zeke does right now. Remember, he broke his leg in that playoff game. Oh, yeah. You're right. So, we'll see when he's back. So. Um, And the number one. I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do right here. You're trying to avoid me getting the number one. You are trying. I, I just realized it. It took me a minute. We haven't done this podcast in over a couple weeks. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is interesting that we're talking NFL football. And you seem very interested in this. And you're looking up where Ezekiel Elliott's going to go play next year. And did he sign with the Broncos? And then it dawns on me. This is why. Because Kevin Miller doesn't want me to mention the number one greatest moment in the history of Baker Mayfield's career. And folks, that is this is number one. Absolutely. This is the Boomer Vivo podcast. How could it be anything else but number one? Okay. Let our listeners know what's number one. Fourth quarter. 2017 Oklahoma Texas game in the Cotton Bowl. They had just given up a 20 point lead to the University of Texas. Um, Ellinger is in his first first game. True freshman. 
True no, freshman. He started, but the first game against OU, yeah. The guy is playing like a madman. Every bit of momentum is with the burnt orange. I was at this game, and your crowd was going crazy. They were insane at this game. And what do we do? Baker Mayfield unleashes a bomb to Mark Andrews down the sidelines, 59 yards, touchdown Oklahoma, game over, go home. It was fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. I loved it. It was a great play. First of all, that was a fun game. I thought I thought Texas was going to get blown out. I mean, what was it, 20-0? Was that the score? Well, weren't y'all 3-2 and two entering the game? Correct. Yeah. Three and two entering game um, losses to uh, Maryland and um, USC out in LA. They should have won the USC game, but well, you probably shouldn't have lost to Maryland either. They're not very good. Well, of course not, but yeah, but they had the USC one. Ellinger fumbled in the goal line anyway. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Huge moment. Ellinger scores, gives Texas the lead, and man, first play. Oh, first play well, after it was a great design play. By, Rob, and, by Lincoln Riley. But see, this game was kind of one of those typical Lincoln Riley games where in the first half he could do no wrong. He could do no wrong calling plays. Yeah. I mean, he was scheming stuff up. Rodney Anderson had burst back onto the scene in this game. This was his first game of any real meaningful action in 17. And he looked great, got us a touchdown. Yeah. Um, but the second half was a struggle. Like, nothing was happening in the second half. And to hit Mark Andrews in stride like that. And I'll tell you, talk about the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys had an opportunity to draft Mark. They needed a tight end. Jason Witten had just retired. And they didn't draft Mark Andrews? Yeah, I was surprised. But, yeah, what they've been doing to tight end, it's just, yeah. I mean, Mark Mark Andrews has turned into, is he the highest paid, one of the higher paid tight ends in the league right now? I would imagine so. How could he not be? I mean, he's the second best tight end in the NFL. Is he this, okay? So you got you got Kelsey, yeah. And then who else? Yep, it could be him. I've got Andrew, no, I've got Andrews after after Kelsey. Yeah, it's Kelsey, and then um, I keep waiting on Kelsey to fall off, and it just hasn't happened. Well, the guy, the guy from the guy from the Forty Niners is pretty good. My mind, Kittle's good. Yeah, but you know what, Kittle, he's had a lot of injuries, but he just doesn't yeah. play as often. That's that's the issue with him. But yeah, I've got um. I've got Andrew second, Kittle third. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think so. Anyway, Baker Mayfield, thank you for the memories. Happy birthday. Good luck in Tampa Bay. We're rooting for you. Um, I know Kevin over here has decided to become a Tampa Bay fan this year, which is which is exciting you know for you. Well, you already are, right? I mean, since you, you're dude, a great guy, right? Dude, I'm all, I'm all creamsicle and, and cream, dude. Are you kidding me? I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Leroy I love Leroy Selman action. I got my Leroy Selman jersey um, when when TB12 was the, announced. Uh, I got on Fanatics that night and ordered a uh, a pewter uh, ball cap. Yeah, dude, I freaking love it. My brother is a Saints fan and he freaking hates them, and that just adds to it, right? I mean, that just adds yeah. to the reason I need to cheer for him. Uh, to be candid, I don't think he's going to do very good. I'm not confident. Um, but it could, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great opportunity and expectations are not going to be very high. Right. You don't think I mean, so? I don't think they're going to be sky high for that team altogether. Losing Brady. 
you can't lose a, a Tom Brady and expect to just go on and or be just as good as you were. The only thing that gives him saw the only thing that gives Buccaneer fans saw is they're still in the NFC South, right? Correct. So, yeah, Carolina's uh, rebuilding, right? They got the number one pick in the draft. The Saints, who knows gotta, what they're doing? Can they just get a quarterback? Um, uh, Carr. Yeah, that's right. Derek Carr. Who knows what you'll get there? Dude, I don't it, know what to expect from that. It could either be really good in a Drew Brees-like story, you know, where he just needed to get out of that environment um, in the rate. You know, that was a very weird environment with everything Gruden had done. And then you get uh, McDaniels, who really hasn't had the success that people think he's supposed to have. It's just that I don't know. I, I think he's. I think he's probably happy he's not with the Raiders anymore, don't you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, it's a better situation. I just don't know what to expect in that conference, man. The Falcons, I mean, what are they doing? Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. They're, so, they're again, so the division. They're who, not Matt, Ryan? Matt, Matt Ryan's finally retired, right? No, well, he left, and he was with the Colts last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Is. There's that picture. Yeah, uh-huh. and they, they started Marcus Mariota last year, but I think they cut him, too, so – I don't know what they're going to – I don't know if they're going to try to draft a quarterback or what – or they're going to go with a kid from Cincinnati. Um, Desmond Ritter? Yeah. Are they going to try to go with him? I don't you know, know. I thought they should have gone after Lamar Jackson personally. thought I was in a perfect situation. Um, Mariota is – I don't know. Was it just his size? Was that it at the end of the day or – No, he's six foot four, 215 pounds. He's fine. Okay, so not his size. Yeah. Not his size. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I just got um, football slapped over that comment. Um, okay, then what is it just his head? Did it get in his head that he was supposed to be better and he pressed too much? Or what was the deal? You know, I'm not sure, man. I don't think he ran as much as you thought he would have with the guy with his athleticism, right? I mean, it was his ability to run and pass. Because they would have used him like they used Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Maybe he would have been better. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, I always, I didn't like him. I didn't like Oregon because I just don't like Oregon. But I always kind of okay. liked him. Like, I like him. about the, the, the offensive uh, kickoff? Is that it? First of all, that's the worst. Do we have. Do you've we have, heard me. You've heard me admit that. That's the worst freaking call in the history of college football. It's so bad. It's horrible. Yeah. And, um, but no, I never liked, I've never liked Oregon. I didn't like all the uniforms. I hated Joey Harrington. What a. I don't know. He was just <laughs> Joey um, Harrington. That, that's your problem with Oregon, huh? It could be, it stemmed from Joey Harrington. They beat yeah. us in the holiday bowl that year. Um when all our guys were freshmen. Our receiver we have Roy Williams and um BJ Johnson, but they were freshmen. Oregon beat us in the holiday bowl. That's not the game. Is that the game where they there. put where they put um uh your quarterback back in for Chris Sims? They pulled Chris Sims. No, that was the major- next year. And this, this was, who who started in that game? Was it Applewhite? Was it? Um, I think it might have been Sims. But you remember no, there was 2000. A, yeah, the, that was the 2001 Holiday Bowl against Washington that you're thinking about. Okay, okay, um, I know. I remember yeah. that game. And Major yeah. Applewhite came and led, led him to victory. Yes, correct. Okay, you're yeah, right. Because Sims came and he blew the game against Colorado in the Big Twelve Championship game, which. Kept Texas from competing for a national title and getting killed by the Hurricanes. I was about to say Mick Lessing. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, 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 I know you say you'd want to play him, but still, Mick Lessing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I agree. Um, who did we have starting? Yeah, we had Major Applewhite start at that game. And I remember our receivers, are, we had three top, basically five-star freshmen at receivers, and they all dropped touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, they would have uh, they would have beat Oregon. Dude, listen, man, I liked it when the Big Twelve had it tied into the Holiday Bowl. That was, that was a good I mean, San Diego. We yes. beat. I don't know we, why the um, the Holiday Bowl switched up. I never got to go, but I would uh, as an adult, you know, with money now, I would like to do that. Because um, to your point, San Diego just fantastic, and uh, you know, we beat Oregon in the Holiday Bowl when we were having a down year. It was just a. You know, the, and you got to go when you were not even that good. You're like the fourth best Big 12 team, and you got to go to the Holiday Bowl. Well, so. actually, you know what? Believe it or not, it was actually pretty higher than I think. I mean, Texas was 9-2 and two, um, playing well, in the Holiday Bowl. <clears throat> when Oklahoma and, went, though, they were like 8-4, and four, weren't they? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. And against even in 2001, the very next year when we went, I think they had only lost two games that year, too. They were 10-2. and two. Played in the Holiday Bowl. Well, to be fair, every year up until Vince Young's senior year, y'all were ten and two, though, right? I mean, that's yeah, basically. If we wanted to ask, only... if you wanted to ask a trivia question of what Texas's record was for the first five years of the century, you go ten and two, and you'd be pretty much guaranteed to be right. You know what? If that were the our record, the next five years, I'd be happy. You would take ten and two. That's the difference, right? No, we wouldn't. No, 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 no. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. We were happy that Riley left. We were so sick of eleven and two, Kevin. We couldn't stand it anymore. We were going crazy. It was driving us when's insane. When's the last time you were? the last time you were better than eleven and two? We're talking about last time I was better than eleven and two. Caleb Williams, yes. we were better than what we were eleven and two. I said better than that. The, probably the when we won the about. probably uh, our national championship year in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. I don't. I Kevin. I don't want to. I'm not Texas. I don't want to settle. For eleven and two, and parade around that I got to go to the Holiday Bowl. No, absolutely I know, but sometimes, not. Absolutely sometimes not. You complain about eleven and two, and then you go six and seven. Hey, you know what? We went six and seven last year, and still we're making That's progress. That's what I'm saying. We're making progress, and you know now what? You I sound, will now take, you sound like a Texas fan. I will take. I will take the step back to leapfrog forward instead of look. Who you know who else went eleven and two? USC went eleven and two, and they lost in Tulane in a in a. That's exactly Oklahoma's life. USC fan, get ready for it. You're going to win plenty of games and lose in a New Year's Six Bowl game to a team you're not supposed to lose to. Just get ready for it. Losing to T-Lane. Oh, my God. Kenneth Williams is so good, though, man. This thing has gone off the rails today. You know, I was, it was Baker Mayfield's birthday. I was having a good day. And then you're trying to tell me that somehow a Holiday Bowl invite I should be happy with at this point in my life. Absolutely not. Well, we don't have a tie-in to the Holiday Bowl. Anymore. Yeah. Well, okay. I went to the we went to the Alamo Bowl a couple years ago. It was terrible. All right. And I know that y'all's home away from home, but it was terrible for us. It, it has become our home away from home. Yeah. Oh. Uh, hour hour away from campus. Speaking of home games, you've got a home game against home teams. Um, spring ball. Texas's spring football game is happening tomorrow, Saturday, April fifteenth. Kevin. What are we looking for? Well, first of all, where can we find it on TV if any of us need to have that kind of self, you know, emulation going on? And well, you gotta keep uh, your, first, of all, first of all, you got to keep your enemies close. That's right? fair enemies point. closer than your friends. So fair you, point. Y'all, y'all will be watching. If, if y'all are at home, y'all will be watching. 
I'll be uh, watching yours. What time is your game? You can at 1 p.m. Mm, maybe. I got a soccer game. I got a kid, little kid soccer game. If you're home. Here's the thing. Is it on if ESPN Plus? Is it on ESPN Plus or is it still Longhorn it's Network? Longhorn Network. It's It'll terrible. Be a, you can find it online. You know, I think it's kind of down myself because you put on ESPN, you get more people to watch it. You get more eyes on it. Well, I would think, okay, I understand the Longhorn Network. And to be fair to Texas, when that thing was introduced, it sounded amazing. Right? I mean, let's face it. We're like, yeah, oh, my yeah, God. We're, we're going to feature high school football games. on. I mean, this thing was going to be amazing. It was a game changer. It was huge. It didn't work out that way. But if anybody says they, call, if anybody says they called it and said it wasn't going to work out, I don't know that I agree with them because everybody was saying what a big deal this was. Yeah, correct. It was something that had never happened before. This was kind of like a, a trial thing. I mean, university yeah. made a lot of money off of it. It's been fine. I mean, yeah. it's not as good. I think they could have done much better with it. And you have to look at the fact that the program fell off a cliff. Yeah. Right when it started, too. So who knows if, the, you know, the team would have been good. However, within in the, the last decade. In the last, in the last four or five years, though, since ESPN Plus has become a thing, okay, and people are subscribed to ESPN Plus in addition to ESPN subscriptions, why in the world wouldn't you televise Longhorn games on ESPN Plus? You know, I agree. You know, I think – I'm looking here, and it says it may it's going to be streaming on ESPN Plus. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I'm making yeah. a thing about a thing, but yeah. um, and I believe the Longhorn Network is going to go away once we move to the SEC. Yeah, it's supposed to. I think yeah, it? it'll be transitioned just into the SEC network. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just think the SEC network is not too bad. Um, no, I think they do a good job with their coverage. I think they have a nice crew in their studio. Bunch of former SEC guys in there, so no, it's fun. I think it, I think they do a good job. Well, and we're gonna get Dari Noka, OU guy. Dari Noka's big OU. Yeah, guy. he does a good job too. I liked yeah. him when he was on doing just regular ESPN stuff. Yeah, so. when he was doing like college football live and stuff, he was really good. Yeah, he did a good job. I yeah. saw him getting a fight. Talk about Oregon. This is funny how we just keep going back to Oregon. Uh, who was Oregon's coach? Who also was on um, ESPN? Chip back Kelly. No, before oh, we talking about uh, Bellotti. Mike Bellotti? Oh, let me look at Mike. That doesn't. Yes, 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 yes. Mike Bellotti. Okay, so he has he has Mike Bellotti on at like college football live or whatever. I don't know. This is I don't know how long ago this was. And Darinoka and Bellotti like get into a legit fight because Bellotti Bellotti is telling Darinoka what year that game was. He's like, that game was in 2005. And Darnoka's like, no. Well, first of all, what year was the game? Let me get it straight. Was it 05? No, it was 06. It was 06 because we had Paul Thompson. He played them both years. but Yeah, 05 was at home, though. So in 06, so Darnoka's like, no, coach, the game was 06. And Bilotti goes, well, I should know. I coached it. And Darnoka was like, coach, it was my daughter's one-year-old birthday. And I have to celebrate her birthday every year on the anniversary of the fact that that was the worst call ever. I think I know what game it was. He's like, <laughs> he's like I appreciate your passion about that game, Dari, but I'm telling you, I coached it and it was 05, you know, whatever it was. Dude, they went back and forth. Then they go to commercial. And Dari wouldn't just. Oh, no, he was not backing down. They weren't even agreeing to disagree, which I appreciate. You know, sometimes like, oh, I agree. No, no, no. Like, no, no, we're not agreeing to disagree. We're going to the tape. 
So they go to like a commercial break and come out and don't know. Uh, we looked it up and it was 2006 and my daughter is still eight years old, whatever she was, you know, he was, I don't know why he was gloating about the fact that he knew that game, but anyway, that's good, was, man. It was pretty funny. Okay. Texas spring game. Um, uh, how many people will be at a Texas spring game? Will y'all break, will y'all break 50,000 this year? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's just not, it's not a huge deal, man. Not, not a lot of people will show up. If Look, if I lived there, I'd be there. What right. That? But you know, people travel to it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking they'll have around 45, 50,000. The problem is, is you don't have a quarterback battle. Allegedly. Who allegedly. They're not. Um, and so when you don't have a quarterback battle, that kind of gets it. You don't have a new coach now, Sarkeesians. And, you know, Oklahoma's going to feel a lot of this same stuff too. Um, yeah. When, it, when, it's, when it's our game in uh, a week and a day. You know, they're still talking about potentially opening the upper deck at OU. I don't know. We'll see. It was a crazy last year, but last year was so different. You had. Yeah. It's, the, you guys the, were so the, excited. We were so excited. Were we had Brent Venables. We had a new quarterback. Um, and then it was Baker's statue, right? I mean, so that was just like, I mean, my goodness, what else could you have to draw people to a game? But, um, you know, it's Kyler's statue this year, right? For you, is it? It is Kyler's statue. Not as a, not a beloved player. I think he was the better quarterback. I think if, when they were in college, if it was one game to win, I think I'm going with Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, because if you respected Baker. Everybody respected Baker's game, right? You had to. Yeah. But man, Tyler scared you. He was terrifying. He was terrifying, and he was he was really really good, you know. And he yeah. he was uh, you know that you talk about the escapability of Baker. I mean, Kyler. I don't know that Kyler ever got tackled. No. Like tackled. No. Yeah, he never took a hit. He never took a hit. Nobody yeah. went down better than him. Slid better than him. Evaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, got out of bounds better than him. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy. And he was – man, he, he did not have the same running game that Baker had in 18 that Baker had yeah, in Yeah, because Rodney Anderson got hurt. I think it was the uh, second it, or third game of the year. He got hurt against UCLA. Yeah. If he would have had – you know, I think if he'd have had Anderson – I mean, Kennedy Brooks ended up being pretty good, but – You didn't know it yet, though. Yeah, and Sermon was good, but he was, I don't know, having trouble with the coaches or something because, you know, he never got the love he was thought he was going to get. So, I don't know. Um, speaking of Oklahoma's game, Oklahoma, the things I've heard from spring ball is that we've identified the take-the-top-off take guy, and it's Andrell Anthony from Michigan. It sounds like this dude is just looking like a stud. Um, so, could he be your Marvin Mims replacement? I don't think he's a Marvin Mims replacement, but I think he's um, the deep ball threat that we got to have. Because I don't think Farouk is that deep ball threat, right? I mean, we talked about No. Um, he's a great receiver, but yeah, he's not that. Yeah, I, he just doesn't fit that bill, at least so far, that we've seen. Um, you know that he was talented if he was at Michigan. Correct. You just don't know if they knew how to use him or if the offense was developed that way. It's just different, right? I mean, Michigan just has always done things differently. And we'll see if he can be that talent that we that we need in that position. 
And then on the defensive end, all the talk is around the Wake Forest transfer, Rondell Bothroyd. People love this okay. guy. So he's, he's showing up so far. He's showing out. Apparently the size and everything is the real deal. Uh, I was reading up on him in preparation for this podcast. He was, was virtually on the edge of declaring for the NFL draft. It looked like he was going to be, you know, drafted in a reasonable spot, but decided to give it one more year to kind of continue to develop. Um, and so I, I heard Lehman talk about him yesterday on the radio saying that he's the one guy that looks like a dude, which was optimistic that we have a dude, but pessimistic that we don't have anybody else. And he was very, and, and, and I, the example I'm going to use is Ethan Downs. Like last year, all people could talk about was Ethan Downs at defensive end. Yeah, and before the year, season started. This year, you have it's crickets. There's nothing about Ethan Downs, and so he seemed to flash more under Grinch's scheme that first year, his true freshman year. He flashed a little bit, but last year yeah. I didn't notice him as much. Yeah, I don't know if it was scheme or an uncertainty on what he was doing. You know, that's what people always go back to. And that is what's frustrating about Venables is, you know, the complexity of the defense, which, yeah, oh, God bless. What, you know, what are we doing? Installing chess moves in this deal? You know what I mean? Like, when are we yeah. going to just, I want to get to see ball, tackle ball, you know, and we're just not there. And I don't know. That's, so that's frustrating. So it's positive that we have a dude that people are excited about. And, you know, he was very productive at Wake, clearly an NFL prospect. So to have that guy is great. But to not have him coming, not having a dude like that coming from kind of like a homegrown. Um, of course, everybody's saying Adabari is that guy. I was just going to ask you, how's PJ Adabari looking? I, you just don't hear, you know, maybe he's just kind of thrown in that. He's so young, of, man. I mean, yeah. he's just out of high school, right? I mean, what do you, you can't expect too much too soon out of so these guys. You hope he's that guy. So anyway, those those are the nuggets I've got from spring ball. And then to, you brought it up when we were talking Texas, so I didn't mean to Shanghai no, that conversation. But we, yeah, but we have, but we have Kyler. Kyler's coming, and that should make the game pretty exciting. I can't imagine a scenario where the upper deck's open again, though. Okay. I just I don't think Kyler drives. We, you know, we know who the quarterback is. We know who the coach is, and I don't think Kyler drives right. the same level of affection. I think a part of that, too, is the fact that he only started for one year. You had three seasons of Baker Mayfield starting at quarterback. Yeah. Kyler was literally his backup for two years, right? Yeah. Then he gets on the field. He was amazing, right? Won the Heisman Trophy, took you guys to the playoffs. Pretty good performance against the Alabama defense in the playoff after a slow start, right? Number one pick. So I think it's just the fact that he – and, again, he doesn't have that personality that. Go kind of rash. Baker Mayfield is a guy that you love him if he's on your team and you hate him if he isn't. You know, if Baker Mayfield was at Texas, you guys would oh my god, you would hate oh, him. Oh, be miserable with the passion. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you know just uh, that dynamic personality too. Baker, Baker will Baker will still do a press conference as a professional football player, and hardly nobody does this, right? Nobody does this. Baker will still get on a in a professional press conference scenario and still trash talk Texas. Yeah. Now, is that immaturity? I don't know. But OU fan loves that. We eat it up. We drink it. 
we just love it, man. It's just, it's like, ah, give me more, more, more. Tyler, you know, he wouldn't even begin to even talk like that. You know, he's just not that guy. It's not, you know, uh, I'm not talking about college stuff. I'm in the pros now. You know, and it's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, he just, it's just completely different personality. It's completely different. Uh, what a heck of a baseball player, though, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is an underrated athlete. I mean, we've never, we've literally never seen anybody do this first round in both sports. It's never happened before. We've how had high, guys play both sports professionally. How high was Dion Drafted in, in baseball? I don't know. What was he drafted in football? He was in the first round in football. He was? Yeah, he was first round for the um, Falcons. But I don't know where he was drafted in baseball. I doubt he was in the top ten. For the first round. He was, sixth he was drafted in the fourth round. round. Uh, round? I have six round by the Kansas City Royals. He was drafted twice, I think. Because, you know, um, uh, he was drafted. Because, you know, you draft, you get drafted out of high school. Then if you play football, then you can get redrafted later. Okay. So I think he was drafted again by the Yankees, but it wasn't like until like the 30th round. So, again, not in the first round. Bo Jackson, I think, may, may have been a first-round pick in baseball, but he was actually a seventh-round pick by the Raiders because, by all intentions, he was already he was already playing baseball. He'd already yeah. signed with the Royals. Al Davis was like, "Hey, let's just draft him in case one day, for whatever reason, dude decides to play football." And it just so happens that he did, so they owned his rights. Dude, he was so fantastic. But I remember watching that game live as a kid when he hurt his leg. Like, it didn't I look watched that it. bad. I no, watched it I, too. I remember it being. I, mean, it I remember like, he kind of stepped funny. It looked like a hyperextension or something. Yeah, you were older than me, so you probably understood it more than than I it did. It just didn't good. look like one of those leg break type. It did look like a hyperextension, but I never thought that it would be the last play of his career. But then I remember when he came back and hit the home run for the White Sox. Yeah. Like, in it first at bat, maybe, something like that, or it was... It's an unreal athlete, man. It's... But Kyler, again, he doesn't have that crazy size that Bo Jackson had, right? But, I mean, first, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, and then a top 10 pick in the MLB draft. They saw him as... What do they see him as a center fielder, right? Or potentially a middle infielder? Basically, um... At his max, a Jose Altuve type player, except a better base dealer. Um, he's gonna have Jonathan Cannon, who is a defensive coach. Do we know who his offensive coordinator is gonna be? Who's that? For uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah, jo- Jonathan Cannon's his new head coach. Um. Drew Petzing. I see that. I'm not familiar with him at all. At all. Oh, yeah. Since he had been the Cleveland Browns quarterback's coach. That doesn't seem like a big win. They were terrible last year. I guess in 2022. Was Baker there in 22? 
No, that's not. Nobody was there. Uh, that was last year. Mm-hmm. That sounds like we'll such see, a card- man. That it's sounds just, like such a Cardinals hire, it, right it, there. It really does. It just kind of sucks that it didn't work with him and Kingsbury because it seemed like. Are you surprised by that though? Uh, uh, very. Because I mean, oh no, I'm not. Kingsbury is no, terrible. Kingsbury is yeah, terrible. But, no, no, he, he had the exact dude. He had the exact same career. Kingsbury had the exact same career he had in, in college. Okay, he would have a I'm tremendous first. He would have a tremendous first half of the season. Same thing at Texas Tech. He'd be six and one coming to Norman at Texas Tech or or whatever. He would have a great team, a, a good team, great record first half of the season. Second half of the season, one and six, like just terrible. And you look at the way he did it in the pros. It's the same. It's like. And especially in the pros, when you play uh, divisional opponents that you yeah, have to you play, play twice, twice. Yeah. he makes no adjustments. He makes yeah. that's the, well, the problem. The problem with the air raid guys and Lincoln Riley falls into this is they do not make offensive adjustments. They truly their believe that the, their scheme is their scheme, and my God, their scheme works absolutely. It does until those guys make adjustments, until the second half of the Georgia game, until the second half of some, certain Texas games, until the second half of the season in the pros. They just – it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and they're not able to to make the adjustments, and I am not surprised. It's let me – Aren't you who you are? Here. Yeah, hold on. Let me clarify my thoughts here. When I said I'm surprised it didn't work, I'm not surprised it didn't work with him as a head coach. I'm surprised it didn't work with him and Kyler, him coaching Kyler and getting the best out of him. That seemed like a great match. It seemed like a perfect match. An air raid guy coming into an air raid system – that's what yeah. I'm surprised that but, you know I mean, that, the same that's, what, was, that's what I'm surprised about. But the same guy was coaching Patrick Mahomes and he true, didn't do true. anything with but Patrick. you know Kyle had Patrick player than Patrick Mahomes because he was at maybe because he was at Oklahoma, maybe because he had Lincoln Riley. That's I true. don't know. Like there's that's a true. lot of factors, but Patrick Mahomes yeah. was a stud, you know what I mean? Like was. What was his record at Texas Tech? It couldn't have been great. Oh yeah, he had a he had a losing record at Texas Tech. Who Mahomes did? No, no, no. Um, at least Kingsbury. Uh, did. I know Kingsbury did. What was Mahomes? Yeah. I bet Mahomes. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, they were never up more than what maybe seven and five, eight and four, yeah. thirteen and nineteen, thirteen and nineteen. You yeah. had so so let that be. We had no we had no idea what we were looking at. No, thought this guy had a crazy strong arm, and he would just well, make these crazy plays. But no one ever thought that he was going to be well, we, we, the most toxic thought, quarterback in the history of the NFL. We thought he was another air raid quarterback. Yes, we thought he was another air raid quarterback that's going to put up eighty-eight passes in a game because King, Cliff Kingsbury has no idea how to call offense. Yeah, none of us expected that Patrick Mahomes was even going to go in the first round when the Chiefs and drafted it, up, traded up, and picked him. We were, and, everybody was blown away, Mahomes. And, what? I, and so I'm, I'm really not picking on you on this deal because this, this isn't like an OU Texas thing or anything, but yeah. just from an analysis standpoint, what else did you need to know? You had Patrick Mahomes in a down Big 12 at the time, and you get three non-conference games every year that you should win because you don't schedule anybody, and nor should you at Texas Tech. And you went 13 and 19 or whatever I said? 13, yeah. and, 13 and 19 with Patrick Mahomes? What? Come on, Kevin. It, it, you know, it's Kingsbury, funny because Kingsbury was a, a joke. And he's good. He I'll tell you joke. what. I think it what's that? You know, he, he was a joke. Here's the thing the guy got fired from Texas Tech. Yes. And then got hired to be the head coach. I thought he would be an NFL offensive coordinator. I thought that would even be an experiment. 
Right. What do you think? Because remember, we, he was going to be have, USC's offensive coordinator. Well, we haven't talked about this. He's USC offensive coordinator now. What do you think about that? Well, he's not their offensive coordinator, right? I mean, he's just brought in to help work with the quarterbacks, right? Here's the thing. I, I, again, look, again, I say, I stress what track record does he have of quarterbacks that makes you say he's our guy to come work with guys? I mean, it's just weird. Okay. I don't know. It's he's, just, a good, he's a good identifier of quarterback talent. I will say that. You got to give him credit for that. Think about this: Baker Mayfield, who he who who he screwed, who he had a he chance, did screw him. who he, who, did. Who he had a chance, who if he would have handled things correctly, I know, would have but we're not his career that. would have ended his career at Texas Tech. It's probably You're the greatest on. quarterback ever at Texas Tech, and, and that's all that's we know about. about here. And that's all we know about Baker Mayfield. The the identifying talent. Him. Well, first of all, Davis Baker only became a second round pick. Baker only played because everybody else was hurt. No, he won that job, though, man. That year? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, again, he's an idiot. But here, all we're talking about is his ability to identify quarterback talent. Let's hear me out here. Baker Mayfield, why Davis does Webb, why does and Lincoln Patrick Long. Why does Lincoln Riley need that trait on his team? I have no <laughs> idea. And plus, here's the thing, though. If you, look at, if you look at somebody like a Nick Saban, right, all he does is bring in former head coaches. There's knowledge there. I agree There's with knowledge that. there. I agree. Not with that. Good, Cliff is not a good head coach. He's proven that at both the NFL level and the college level. And if we've been honest, I thought the NFL thing would be worse for him. His record was way better than I expected him to be. He was mediocre. Um, I mean, his claim to fame is Johnny Manziel, right? We're forgetting Correct. Johnny. Yeah. Uh-huh. His claim to fame is Johnny Manziel. So yeah. maybe he, unlocked, he unlocked the Manziel. He did. Latana was there and he unlocked it. All right, Cliff Kingsbury, you're an idiot. All right, dude. Uh, man, I, I thought this was a fire up, fired up episode. I, listen, if you're listening out there in the 49th minute, thank you so very much. This was episode 52. Um, you probably already knew it was Baker's birthday, but we're glad you're here celebrating with us, especially all you Texas fans out there. Um, for Texas fan, just think about Baker and just feel great about the day. All right? Think about Baker going into the spring game. Think about Baker going into your spring game tomorrow and think to yourself, my goodness, if only we could lose to Baker Mayfield again. This would be amazing. I mean, you did two and two two against Baker Mayfield. Mm, Is that correct? It is. One of them was at Tech. One and two against Oklahoma Baker. But yeah, beat him in 14 at Tech, 15 at OU, and then lost 16 and 17. He was better in 16. 16 was his. He lit Texas up in 16. Who's that? Baker. He lit Texas up. in Yeah, that's when they really unleashed the air raid. That was Charlie Strong's last year with him and Westbrook and and, um, Samaj P. Ryan ran for 200. They unleashed that Baker that day. That was probably the best performance of his career. That 17 one, that play he made at, at the end was clutch, but the performance was better for him in 16. But who cares? He got the win. That's what matters. Kevin, I just love that you remember all this. This is fantastic. No, and when we get up, when we get off this podcast, if you'll text me good more good memories of Baker Mayfield, it'll make me feel great going into the weekend. I love it. I'm here for it. Yes. Real quick. Yeah. What else you got? Texas fan. Arch Manning is going to make a play on Saturday in the spring game. <laughs> Everybody's going to go nuts and say, oh, he should be the starting quarterback, and it's going to start a nationwide quarterback controversy, and I, I'm not ready for that. You're not it here for it? You're not no, here not for it? No. You, first of all, you, you, should be, you, you should be there for it. I, because it listen, 
I am here for it. And I'm already, I've already called it. I called it the minute Arch signed that there's going to be a quarterback controversy. That, yeah. and I just don't think Quinn is your guy. I still don't think he's the guy. I still have stock in Quinn. I know you do, dude. Dude. I do. Quinn yeah. is like the, according to Kevin Miller, Quinn is the most talented quarterback to ever play college football. No, no, he isn't. He's not even the most ta- He's not as talented, nearly as talented as Vince Young. But he's, he's got talent, man. I, okay, I'm, listen, dude. I'm excited listen. to see his improvement this year. I think he's going to be better than he was last year. Significantly better. Well, okay. Uh, hey, when's Vince Young's birthday? Do we know? I have no idea. You need to get that on the calendar. We can do a Vince Young. We can do a Vince yeah. Young day. Vince Young. For me, Vince Young day is January 4th. That's Vince Young day. Here's, there's images of Vince Young's birthday party that are just fantastic. That is amazing. Well, it, it depends. Like, what, what year is this? If it's Advisor says Vince Young took out a loan for $300,000 to have a birthday party. I don't even know why he would have to do that, but that is amazing. 2013. He's got no oh, shirt on. He's got no shirt on. He looks No fantastic. shirt in 2013. And he is pounding. I don't even – is that Cuervo? Whatever it is. Good. Look up. Look at – Oh, Oklahoma fan, please Google Vince Young birthday party. That I, I didn't even mean to do that. I was Googling his birthday, and then that was the first thing they Googled up, and it is great. Hey, listen, May 18th. Look, it's going to be in a month. It's going to be in a month. May 18th. Get it on the calendar. We'll do a Vince Young day. We'll put up his birthday pit party picks from 2013. Vince Young day is January 4th. That's, that's what I'm – January 4th. Uh, January. If that's the case, Josh Heupel day. January third. There you go. You should celebrate it. I was. Uh, I have an ex-wife. I don't know if anybody else out there knows that. I have an ex-wife, and it was January third, like two thousand and one. And is that right? Might have been two thousand and two. Either way, it was January third something, and she was like, "Hey, are you excited about today?" And I was like, "Yeah." the anniversary of Oklahoma winning a national championship. You bet I'm excited. She was like, or it was our anniversary. (laughs) Both can be true. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's the beauty about modern technology. That was just plug it in your phone. Every important day, it should be in your calendar. I, well, I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, rag on the sanctity of marriage or anything but i think that oklahoma win a national championship probably trumps it but hey whatever whatever i don't well my anniversary is not january 4th so if it was then you know yeah you wouldn't have done that to yourself though you know better now no way no way speaking of this is uh this is man we're going a little long today but i don't care we haven't talked in a while this is great um the sec always wants to talk about how like badass they are as a conference, right? And how like they invented football and their fan base. <laughs> is, I mean, you're yeah. aware of this, right? You're aware of this talk track that come on now that yes, the SEC has for themselves. So the, my daughters uh, are like dad, 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 right? As girls do, dad, dad, dad. You have to listen to this song, dad, dad, dad. Like, okay, okay. What's the song? Uh, it's a song by this new singer. She's country and she sings Tennessee Orange, and I'm like. Okay, whatever. I'll listen to this song. It's whatever. And it's about this the fact that she grew up as a Georgia fan and is from Georgia and her parents are Georgia fans. Uh-huh. And she meet, 
and she meets a boy from Knoxville. Okay. And decides to wear Tennessee orange for him. Like all the time? Like at games and stuff. Ooh. Now listen, you are in a mixed marriage, right? It's is that okay to say? Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say. Would you ever expect Casey, your beautiful wife, to throw on burnt orange for you under any no. circumstances? No. Would she expect, would Casey expect under any circumstances for you to sport crimson and cream? No. I don't understand. Someone just can't be crossed. No. I heard this song and I'm like, what is happening? Is this yeah, some kind just of rock a neutral color? Is this some kind of Stockholm syndrome? Like, I don't even know what's going on. And I just told my girls, I'm like, if you find yourself in a relationship like this and you feel like you can't communicate with me, we got to work on like blinking signals or something like that so I can get you out of this relationship. Yeah. Because this sounds word? terrible. Yes. It sounds terrible. Yes. So what does she do? I'm curious. What does she do when Tennessee plays against Georgia? I don't know that the song gets into that much detail. Okay. But they play every year. I know they do. And well, will they play every are they in the same pod? Maybe things change when they're not in the pod. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But all that to be said, I just couldn't believe it. Like I'm sitting here thinking, you are the SEC, the inventor of football, the inventor, the inventor of college rivalries, uh, the home for school spirit, uh, everything that goes along with the SEC, of which we are going to be so proud to be Pageantry. a part of here. Correct. And and yet You've got country singers singing about that it's okay to wear Tennessee orange because this boy's cute. Like, what are we doing? If this is how you raise your daughters in the SEC, y'all have problems. What am I doing? It sounds like she's just a rebel, man. That's what it Dude, sounds like. it sounds like she's brainwashed. It sounds like she's, hey, or maybe she's just commercialized and she's willing to like write a song that she thinks is going to sell about wearing some other school's color. I don't care what it is, Kevin. It's disturbing. Hey, well, you, you listen to it, though. So, no, dude, I listened to it, and I told my girls that they can't listen to it anymore. They're done. I don't want to listen to it. I don't, I don't even want those thoughts in their head. I don't think Lily and Marjorie are going to be rocking the burn orange anytime soon. Listen, dude, my girls hate orange. You can now, go, the OSU, though, you got No, they hate all orange. You can go up in their room right now. There's not a lick of orange. They won't play with orange tees, okay? Lily, I got a set of golf clubs that had orange grips because of the type of golf clubs they get. We had to go straight to Dick's and get them re-gripped. Like that day, she wouldn't deal with it. I had to buy her a new bag. It was a whole thing. They have a phobia. Ma- they're manic about the color orange. And I love it. I'm here you for it. You keep on brainwashed. Hey, I don't, what are you talking about brainwashed? Oh, it's called rearing your children so they don't depart. That's what you're supposed to do. I don't know. The SEC sucks. Tennessee, Tennessee fan, you suck. Georgia fan, you suck. And when we get to there, I'm, gonna, I'm all for it. I'm all for the SEC. Let's freaking go. You're terrible. One year. One more year in this conference route. Kevin, this was a great show. Boomer. Hook them. See ya.